What's going on, everybody, and welcome into another edition of B-Shape Daily, live from Jupiter, Florida at Cardinal Spring Training Camp. And I've got to say, I'm either the hardest working man in Jupiter or I'm just the least efficient. I'm not sure which it is, but I can tell you that pretty much every waking hour, with the exception of hunkering down for some Wyoming-Indiana basketball on Tuesday night, every waking hour since I've been here in Jupiter has been spent Working in some way or another, I'm getting B-Shape Daily back off the ground. Appreciate you guys for jumping on with me to experience what I'm dubbing as Season 2 of B-Shape Daily. I think we started it off on Tuesday with episode number 191 in the history of B-Shape Daily. Hopefully we can we can tear down a few more milestones throughout this 2022 Cardinals season. Hopefully a year in which I actually make B-Shape Daily something that happens on the daily five times a week at minimum, to keep y'all updated all season long on the latest happenings within Cardinals baseball. Here in Jupiter right now, I'm recording at least the beginning of this episode. I'll get into the reference I made at the beginning about how much work I've got going on. Recording the beginning of this episode right now before I go on the air with KTGR there in Columbia, Missouri for the big show, which airs from four to six weekdays. We talk plenty of Cardinals. We will today for sure as well. If you don't get your fix from B-Shape Daily, I suggest heading on over to KTGR.com and making sure you listen to the Big Show podcast or you can listen to it live from 4 to 6 p.m. on weekdays there in Como. But I say I'm going to record the beginning of this podcast now because I may not quite be finished before I hop on for the Big Show. I might finish recording B-Shape Daily after the Big Show because... We're still waiting as of right now on some Jack Flaherty news. So I'm going to, my plan anyway, is to touch on the other topics from Wednesday at Cardinals camp. And then hopefully I can save Jack Flaherty stuff to the end and maybe put a marker in it as far as the timestamp on the description of this episode so that when that news does become available, I can tell you, hey, if you're looking for Jack Flaherty talk specifically, you can skip ahead in the episode to this point and hopefully be able to deliver that for you. So check in the description of the episode if you're listening to this now as a futurite, checking out P-Shape Daily, looking for some Cardinals info. There's still plenty of other stuff to talk about, so don't just skip ahead for Flaherty, but I understand if that's kind of the lead of the day, and I'm not leading with it in the show because we just don't know yet. Wednesday morning, Jack Flaherty talked with the media and basically didn't have any new information to offer. Ali Marmal said they're still checking in, weighing in on what that looks like for Jack Flaherty with the shoulder issue. And so really right now, as of 424 Eastern time, when I record this, which is about 324 back home, we really don't know on Jack Flaherty. We don't know what that could end up meaning for his season. And what I will say, even with the best case scenario of an update Wednesday night, which is, oh, this is all precautionary, and we believe that after a couple weeks of not throwing, Jack Flaherty will be fine. Like, even if that's the case, Jack Flaherty is not going to be on the opening day roster. That is my takeaway from the ongoings here at Cardinals camp the last couple of days. And so I'm going to basically table Jack Flaherty talk after that proclamation for now, just because uh, we, we may we may know more by the time this podcast actually drops later on Wednesday night. Uh, it's actually raining right now in Jupiter, which happens a couple of times a day at random, it seems. It's, it's the, the coast of Florida the Atlantic coast of Florida. That is just simply the way things go out here. But I've been running around like a crazy person today uh, and really all week. Still kind of recovering from that 19-hour drive-in from St. Louis that I had last Sunday afternoon. Got into Jupiter. 
uh, around Monday morning or so, jetted on over to Cardinals camp without any sleep to speak of. And so I'm still kind of recovering from that a little bit. But basically where we're at is uh, if you live in St. Louis, you can check me out on KMOV, usually the 10 o'clock news. I believe they'll put a little snippet they did last night. I talked with Brian Kennedy over at KMOV to update the, the folks over there on what happened with Cardinals camp on Tuesday. I anticipate doing the same thing tonight with either Brian or Brooke Grimsley, depending on who's working. And so you can check that out as well on KMOV. But otherwise, we're just going to hop right in. I, the reason I'm recording this in two separate moments of my day is because otherwise it might not happen. Uh, got a, got some more Cardinals articles to write. You can definitely check out all the Cardinals stuff that I write over at KMOV.com slash sports. We're trying to keep the folks updated on everything going on at camp. And boy, has it been a little bit crazy. And pitching injuries are, are usually what dominates the thoughts this time of, cal- of the calendar, even though uh, we're about a month later than a normal spring training beginning would be. The beginning of spring training always reveals pitching injuries. And it's the reason that we talk about the importance of depth so often when it comes to teams entering a season and whether it's their rotation or their bullpen, you've got to plan for uh, some of these contingencies to take place. And the Cardinals have done a pretty good job of that, signing Drew Verhagen, signing Zach McAllister, Nick Whitgren, Kyle Ryan. Like they've got a number of guys that are competing for spots. They might be a little bit lacking for innings because of the Flaherty issue if he's not able to to go you kind of have an issue as far as just filling innings. If, if if your starters aren't going six or seven and they're going four or five, which I, I think based on the way the Cardinals are talking right now, Ali Marmal saying today that potentially as many, he didn't give a number, but they're thinking more than five starters are going to have to come north with the team just to give them innings. And that could mean piggybacking. That could mean tandems. That could mean a variety of different things out of the gate in the beginning of the season because they've just got to adjust to some different circumstances. That's been the story Seems multiple years in a row now in baseball. You had COVID in 2020 that changed things. Last year it was, okay, we're back to a full season. What does that mean for pitchers? And now this year, obviously, with the lockout, you've got that issue ongoing. And so it's tricky right now. And some areas where the Cardinals are dealing with it, again, Flaherty will get to. But let's jump in on Alex Reyes because we did get some notable news on him Wednesday morning from manager Ali Marmol who said that Reyes today is in Pensacola at Dr. James Andrews Institute, uh, the orthopedic surgeon who a lot of times you hear him uh, associated with these Tommy John surgeries and other surgeries in sports. And for Reyes, it's it's the right pitching shoulder, and he got what Ali Marmol termed as a therapeutic injection. Didn't necessarily say PRP. Marmol wasn't 100% sure exactly which what kind of injection and what that entailed was. But it, typically when we hear injections for a pitcher, it means you're going to have to go through a period of non-throwing thereafter. And sometimes that can be two to three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever the case may be. The takeaway that, again, this this isn't something that they said specifically, but the takeaway for me is that you're not going to see Alex Reyes at the beginning of the season on the Cardinals active roster. That is number one takeaway so far. And and, and Jack Flaherty's information, when we get to it, could be shortly thereafter, uh, kind of along those similar lines. But for right now, you just look at Alex Reyes, with an injection like that, and he's supposed to be back at Cardinals camp on Friday, so we might get the chance to ask him how he's feeling and, and what the the next steps for him are from his perspective on Friday. But for right now, what you need to know is with that likely period coming up for Reyes of non-throwing, it's just there's not enough time. You're, you're racing against a calendar, and you're going to lose because spring training camp doesn't start this year until mid-March instead of mid-February, and they discover these issues about a month after they, they otherwise would have 
And it just doesn't leave enough time for guys to be able to ramp back up, even even a guy who's a reliever, right? The Cardinals basically said last Thursday when they announced the lockout was lifted and Moselock did a Zoom that night, they said, yeah, the, the plan that we had coming in about, about Reyes and Hicks potentially being guys that could help us in the starting rotation as depth there, it's just not going to be viable because we don't have time to build them up. Well, not only is that true because of the calendar, it's now true for Reyes because of the injury situation. He's dealing with that, that shoulder soreness and just not able to, to get it out of his get it out of his body um, after last year, 2021, which was really his first full season in Major League Baseball. Came up in 2016, started in September, then had the Tommy John issues, had the, the lat surgery, and then had, I believe, 2019, kind of a lost season when he wasn't pitching well, had some, some discomfort, went to the minor leagues, punched a door, lost a month because of that, had some more injury issues, I believe, toward the rest of the season, didn't really ever get back into action. And then 2020, COVID, which he you know missed some time due to COVID, but was ultimately able to return to St. Louis, be in the bullpen, be effective, which kind of launched him into a very good 2021 where he was an all-star. But you hate to you hate to have it be the case, but for Alex Reyes, he just can't seem to shake the health concerns as of right now. Maybe this this injection is something that fixes it for the guy who who has has endured a lot. He's had to go through quite a bit. Has been uh, by and large a guy who's just had a, a good mentality about things and continued to work and continue to grind for it. And you hate to see Alex Reyes being in this position once again. But right now, it's just a wait and see scenario to determine exactly how long that's going to be for Reyes. But since we talked about Reyes yesterday on Tuesday's episode, we talked about Flaherty some as well. Make sure to hop in on the B-Shafe Daily uh, subscriptions, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, to make sure you can catch up on previous episodes from here at Cardinals Camp and Jupiter. But because we talked about those guys already, and we're going to get to Flaherty here in a little bit, ideally if we learn more, let's talk about Steven Matz because we got an opportunity to see the newest Cardinals starting pitcher signed that four-year, $44 million contract just before the lockout, and then we got a chance to watch him in live batting practice setting going up against, uh, it was Nolan Arenado, it was Harrison Bader and Lars Newtbar were the batters that he faced out on the backfields at Cardinals camp on Wednesday, and quite a crowd in, in terms of the people that were there, uh, not just fans outside the fences were, were in tune to the new Cardinal getting his first opportunity against uh, some teammates at Cardinals camp, but also talking about the organizational folks that were out there. Moselak was out there. Gersh was out there. John Vooch was out there, another member of the front office. And and, and so you had quite a few uh, folks were, were checking out what the newest Cardinal had to offer. Cardinals certainly probably counting their blessings that they were able to get that deal done prior to the lockout, given the issues they're having right now with, with the depth and the health of that rotation. And by and large, the the way it looked to my eyes was that Steven Matz looked pretty sharp out there. Had a couple swings and misses. I saw one from, from Arenado. Uh, Arenado, I believe, ended up hitting the ball pretty decently against Matz later in that at-bat. But again, you don't want to read too far into exactly what the outcomes are. It's definitely interesting to watch because it's kind of the closest thing we get to real baseball uh, prior to Grapefruit League play, which kicks off on Friday for the Cardinals against the Astros at Roger Dean Stadium. But it was good to see, you know, they, they throw him right out there against some of the better hitters in the Cardinals, especially in Arnado's case, and look to pass the test. We got a chance to talk with Matts later on that day in the, the clubhouse and, and got a chance to get with him for the first time since he joined the team. So when I'm able to, I like to be able to give you guys here at B-Shape Daily some of that insight, just little snippets where it fits in. 
And so I grabbed a little bit of Stephen Matt's audio from earlier in the day. Wednesday, he was asked about some differences that he sensed from Cardinals camp and other places that he's been previously, and he had an interesting answer to that. And then Rick Hummel, the commish, also asked him about facing Nolan Arenado in the past, and there was a pretty fun answer there from Stephen Matz. So go ahead and play that right now for you guys here on B-Shape Daily. Here's Stephen Matz. Um, I think the expectations is higher, you know, um, here from what I've seen from the guys like Wayno and Goldie going around here. Those guys are, you know, they're, they're the standard, and so can everybody kind of watches them, and mm-hmm. the expectations are high. Mm-hmm. What's your experience facing Arnado before? Did you have many advance against him? Yeah, he's he's got me pretty good, and so uh, I'm excited to be on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> so that was newest Cardinals starting pitcher Steven Matz talking about Arenado having gotten him pretty good in the past. Did Like I said, he did slip one by Nolan in one of their at-bats today during the live BP. And then I was doing a video at B. Schaefer 12 on Twitter. If you don't follow me there, I don't know what you're doing. But uh, I put put a video up of that at-bat. And right at the freaking end, I don't know who it was, but a camera guy kind of slipped in front of me. And so I missed the good uh, money shot on Arenado getting some good wood on Steven Matz. I think I heard somebody behind me say, oh, it's a double. So kind of in the gap, probably a pretty well-struck ball. But again, uh, these guys are just trying to get back into back into form ahead of the season. And it's been really interesting. You think about Steven Matz, he signs that deal with the Cardinals and then almost immediately loses the chance to be able to talk with uh, team employees and the people that signed him about kind of expectations and the direction they want to go ahead of the season. That's kind of an unusual situation that he had to deal with. And then you think about it from Ali Marmol's perspective, which is something that struck me a few times as I traverse Cardinals camp this week. Like Marmol was coming into this spring, regardless, it was going to be a, a, a new situation for him. It was going to be brand new that he is running camp as the manager for the first time. You know, he's been to spring camps before, but now it's his show. And then you throw him for a loop and say, yeah, by the way, instead of starting it in mid-February like normal, with the majority of your veteran players showing up to camp multiple weeks in advance, in some cases, uh, we're gonna we're gonna delay camp by a month, give you three fewer weeks, and, and tell you to go get him, Tiger. Just kind of an interesting dynamic that I think if anyone's equipped to deal with it, I think Ali Marmol is that kind of guy. Just the way he's able to communicate with his players, adjust on the fly. Ask John Mozeliak about that on Tuesday, and, and he's been impressed with the work that Marmol and his staff have done to be able to get things going. Obviously, there are going to be some challenges, and I think injuries are going to be at the top of that list, as we've seen already for the Cardinals. But by and large, getting things done. But from Matt's perspective, he said he's been working out here in Palm Beach at, at Eric Cressy's place, which is a, a performance center that a lot of a lot of pitchers will go to, and was there with with some of his Cardinals teammates as well. So he's had no problem getting integrated, Stephen Matt's, and I think it's going to be. Uh, that you'll see him in a key role for the Cardinals this season. He'll be a a fixture in that rotation if he's able to stay healthy, and and that's the caveat that you give for all pitchers. But uh, certainly Matz has had some issues in the past, but looks good, uh, says he's feeling good. Ali Marmol said he was kind of pleasantly surprised in in watching him throw some side sessions, just how quickly the ball got on you, how quickly uh, he he worked and and was able to, to really be fluid in what he was working to do. And uh, Matt said, you know, I don't know about increased velocity in, in my recent seasons, but he said he averaged around 94, 95 on his fastball last year. Certainly occasionally can maybe run it up a little higher than that. But uh, from the left side, I think he can be a dynamic piece for the Cardinals. Again, if he's able to stay healthy. Um, I saw some commentary on Twitter today after the Royals signed Zach Greinke to a $13 million contract for the year. 
that that was a, a better deal than the Cardinals got with Mats, which is uh, you know four years, forty four million, eleven per season. Uh, four years, kind of a lot to give to to really any pitcher, just because you don't know with uncertainty and, and health and things of that nature. But I think the average annual value they got on Mats is is pretty solid. In his early thirties, he's got uh, ideally several good seasons ahead of him remaining in his career, and so. Uh, Cardinals wanted to lock down a lefty for that rotation. I think it was a smart move to be able to get that done before the lockout. And now they can kind of, you would think, work from a position of strength, although some of the injuries is maybe making that not be quite as much the case. It's kind of difficult right now if you're the Cardinals because you're talking about, okay, we want to make sure we have enough pitching to get through the season. We thought we did. We had to know injuries were coming, but they've really come hot and heavy here in the early part of camp. How do we adjust? Are there free agents out there that we're still looking at? Do we expect to get guys like Flaherty, Reyes back sooner rather than later? These are all questions the Cardinals are going to have to answer this week, or at least in an ideal sense, be able to have a better idea for what they're working with to then be able to plan the roster around some of those guys who are working their way back from a potential injury situation. One of those guys, of course, could be Jack Flaherty. Wednesday's coming on, though. It's now a little bit later in the evening as I'm finishing up this podcast. We didn't really get any substantive updates on Flaherty's condition Hopefully Thursday morning, more information will come. The Cardinals had said by Wednesday night they were hopeful to have an update. They may well have gotten it and just are waiting until Thursday when they meet with the media to be able to share some of that information and what the next steps for Jack are. But because of that, I think I'm going to wrap B-Shape Daily up here. It's been a long day. I recognize this is maybe a little bit shorter of an episode than typical, but... Moving forward, we're going to continue doing B-Shape Daily from Jupiter. And then as the season begins, have it going all season long, covering Cardinals baseball and bringing you the news, the opinion, the analysis that you need to know. So make sure to stay locked on B-Shape Daily. Make sure to subscribe at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your audio podcasts. Would love to have you on board. Appreciate you for being here today. And until next time, this has been B-Shape Daily. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.